back to Next in Line. It's a show with hot topics and hotter debates. I'm your host, Ty Lewis. We're here with uh, Mason. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So we met before, and I told you to pick out your top two fantasy football quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. Let me get your uh, quarterbacks first. Well, first off, we're going to start with Patrick Mahomes, um, obviously because he went off this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my second is Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, um, I think that's one of the only two we really agree on. Um, I saw your list kind of before. Um, comparing it to my list, I think our quarterbacks is the only way we agreed. Um, I looked. There's not really any huge names. Um, honestly, I was going to pick Andrew Luck if he hasn't retired. But we all got that just ground-shaking news. Second week of preseason retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, you really hate to see his home crowd booing him as well. Um, I mean, you know, he was a great, great quarterback coming out of Stanford. Very smart man, but he had some rough injury problems, and I mean, it sucks to see. But I mean, in the long run, it is what's best for him and his body. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, his retirement? Um, I think he made the right choice, honestly. Um, I mean, he made enough money to take care of himself and his family, um, and his next generation of families to come. But um, he has to put himself first. Um, regardless of other people's thoughts on it. So. Exactly. I think that's what a lot of fans like don't realize is full athletes are the NFL athletes are still people too. That all of our bodies are going to take um, the injuries and hits differently. Like he got hit I think the most cuz last year was his first full year back after all the injuries mm-hmm. and he was it was him and Deshaun Watson were like sacked the most. And so that does take a toll on your body. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I think I never really choose a quarterback to do well in a season that did well last season because mm-hmm. you never really see that same like level. But Patrick Mahomes, if you just look at him and like look how he was he progressed throughout the end of the season and just look at his targets. I mean, you have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, you got a lot of speed, uh, a lot of height with Kelsey, and I, he has he can run. Mahomes can run, and I just I like his like swagger and the way he holds himself and he. I think he's gonna do good. Um, I was really kind of lenient, or not lenient. Um, the, like, what's the word? Um, I didn't know if I wanted to choose him or not, but um, I went with him just because last year he did so well, mm-hmm. and I think he can um, take the Chiefs pretty far deep in the playoffs this year. Um, unfortunately, I already drafted. I did not get Mahomes, but I did get the second guy. I got Baker. Okay. Um, after last year, his rookie year, um, whenever they got rid of Hugh Jackson. He went off. I mean, they won like nine straight games, should have made the playoffs. And on last week's show, we talked about how I think the Browns are going to get the number two seed in the AFC. They'll get that bye week. And I think it's going to be a lot due to Baker Mayfield and the offense. They brought in Odell, which, I mean, adds just another high-level target. Mm-hmm. But they also had Jarvis Landry, um, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, um, Kareem Hunt, whenever he comes back from suspension. I think a lot of people forgot about him coming to the Browns. And so Baker has a lot of weapons to use and to choose from in that offensive scheme. Especially with Odell. He's going to connect. I would say if, even if Odell is taking two guys to garden, that opens up Jarvis Landry, yeah. bless him, and David Njoku. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how well the Browns can do this year. Um, I'm excited to see how well Baker does in – this new system with this many targets. Because um, he finished last year really well after Hugh left, giving the old stiff arm when he was in Cincy. Um, who are your running backs? Okay, so I'm going to start off with James Conner. James Conner? Why so? Well, I mean, he has a perfectly fine offensive line to 
to Blackmore. Uh, so, yeah. um, and then second off, I'm going to start with Le'Veon Bell, which I know we're going to disagree with. I will say, yeah. So, James Conner, I don't think he's a bad pick. It's a decent pick. Um, the Steelers' O-line is always good. Um, Antonio Brown leaving Pittsburgh, I think, does help. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers love their screens, love everything. I just don't think he's going to be able to perform at that great of a level again. Because, I mean, I picked him up last year, and I loved him. He, I had him and Todd Gurley. They averaged like 25, 28 points a game. It was really well. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I, just, I wrote down Lev Bell as a bust. Um, he's going to the Jets, who aren't good. Won't ever be good for years. Um, I don't even know who they drafted because they're irrelevant. <laughs> they're the new Browns. All right, I thought it was going to be the Bills or the new Browns because they had Vontae Davis retire at halftime last year, but the Jets are the new Browns. The only reason Le'Veon went there is because they could pay him money. Mm-hmm. Why could they pay him money? Because they have no one else to pay. They have nobody. Okay, well, I picked Le'Veon Bell um, kind of from like a soft spot because I think he has a lot to prove. He hasn't touched a football um, in an NFL game in 600 days. So I think he has a lot to prove. I will say he has uh, a lot to prove. He was fat down okay. in uh, Miami when he was sitting out for the Steelers. Yes, but still, I think he has a lot to prove. Um, I think he takes it seriously um, and thinks about that, like his mindset. I think he has a lot to prove, so he's going to... I will say, I am I'm intrigued and interested in seeing how he's going to bounce back after last year. Um, a lot of running backs this year are doing it. You know, Melvin Gordon's sitting out, um, Elliott's sitting out, but I don't think they're going to take it to the extent that Lev did. Um, but I went with Alvin Kamara, just because the mm-hmm. Saints are doing... Really good things. I think that they're playing with a huge ship on their shoulder this year after the NFC Championship game when the no call should yeah. happen. So he did really well. He's a really good receiving back. Um, I love the receiving backs in the NFL. Just adds another element. I don't really love the run game. I like to spread out the field, four wide, put the back out on a wheel route, put him on a swing route, get him out in the open, make a move. I'm excited to see what Alvin Kamara can do. He did really well last year. And this year, um, a lot of people, I don't think, are recognizing this man as be as big as he was last year. Uh, Todd Gurley, the Todd father, the God Todd. He was amazing last year. Um, I, like I said, picked him up. I, he was averaging like 28 points, like 30 points a game. And he sat out the last two games an injury. And so a lot of people are questioning. He's fully healthy. There's no questions about his health. It's the questions if he can still perform at that level. But with Sean McVay, the brainiac he is, he's going to find ways for Todd Gurley to do really well. Um, I'm really excited to see him come back and play for the Rams, and I think the Rams can be a Super Bowl contending team again. Or Again, they were last year, but they mm-hmm. was horrible in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I think Todd Gurley is going to be my number two, top two back. If he's still there, um, he could drop. He dropped a 10 in um, the fantasy draft we did just because of the injury. And I was pick 11, and so that sucks. And that's where I went with um, one of the receivers who's not my top two. I went with Tyreek. And I'll give him – Okay. I'll talk about that more with the receivers. What's your two receivers, though? Okay. Well, I went really uh, mainstream on this one, Mm -hmm. but I chose Hopkins and Jones. Julia? Julia. See, all right, yeah, I have – we agree on Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre is a really good good threat down in Houston. Yeah, he's really good. The one – catch he had last year where he did a front flip. It was yeah. offensive pass interference. It was whack. I think it should have been called catch. I'm with you on DeAndre. Um, Michael Thomas is also – I think Michael Thomas can do better this year because Michael Thomas was outstanding last year. I think he's just going to have another step, another great year. 
because um, Drew Brees and the Saints. Drew Brees, if you like it or not, he's coming down to the end of his wire. Mm-hmm. Him, Brady, um, Eli, all the old guys, the old heads, are coming down to the wire the last couple seasons. Um, I think Drew Brees is going to – the Drew Brees-Michael Thomas connection to be really good down New Orleans. But for me, the receivers are really hard to pick from. Um, like The close second – were Juju and Tyreek Hill, both on my fantasy team. I agree, Juju. So maybe I have a little little bias, but <laughs> I had Juju last year. Juju did really well, and with Antonio Brown gone, he's the main guy. Yeah. Even though last year he kind of st- stepped up and was the main guy because Antonio Brown didn't perform that well last year. Um, and the whole Big Ben, Antonio Brown controversy could have helped him. But yes, he's going to be guarded a little bit more heavily now that Antonio Brown's gone. But I think he's still good enough to... Overcome that, work out, get in space, and he's going to be their number one target, especially with Lev Bell and Antonio Brown gone. Um, now, I didn't ask you to get these uh, this part, mm-hmm. but when I was looking at all the rosters or the fantasy um, rankings, I was looking at like the top, top seven to eight at quarterback, running back, and receiver, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pick some busts because okay. there's always some guys that are big names that are going to bust. So I picked Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray for my quarterback bust. Carson Wentz, I just don't think him and Philly are going to be good, good anymore. Because, yeah. I mean, they had their two good years. or like, Their one really good year, they won Super Bowl. And the next year, and I think they're just going down. Philly was really they hot. Really, something up. I agree with that. So they're really hot really fast. But Carson Wentz also had battling some injuries. I think he's going to be um, a mid-tier quarterback. Not necessarily. Like, he might be... Pick him up late round if you're gonna draft Carson once we come late, and Kyler just because we saw how Johnny Manziel did in the uh, NFL. Um, people are comparing Kyler to Baker. Kyler's a lot smaller than Baker. Kyler's a lot faster than Johnny, but Kyler is still not the size of Baker. He's still too small. Um, I don't think he'll be able to see over the linemen that much. He'll have to scramble, make throws. So I you're think. saying he's overhyped? Yes, I'm saying Kyler's overhyped. But not I'm, he's a good athlete. He's just he's not gonna perform, um, but not to the to the degree which he's called. Right, he's not. He's not a good NFL quarterback. He was one of the greatest college quarterbacks. I'm not gonna lie, but he's not one that I think will make a big impression in his first year in the NFL. Maybe give him two three years to be in the league. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson is doing great now, and he's kind of like Kyler. I think he's a little bit bigger than Kyler. Um, I think it just takes time to adjust. College exactly. and the NFL are completely different. So they're a lot faster, a lot bigger, a lot stronger. You play in the, you play in college, and these guys are 19, 20, and you play in the NFL, these guys are like 28, 30. Uh-huh. you got kids, and they're yeah. going to try and knock your head off. Ray Lewis will try and kill you <laughs> on and off the field. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Ray Lewis. Um, some, running, some running back bust. Uh, David Johnson from Arizona, he was like the fourth highest running back, and I have no clue why because Arizona sucks. Um, I'm sorry for the Kyler had to go there. I mean, I guess that's all they have because Larry Fitzgerald's going to be out going out the field in a walker soon. He's old. He's going to retire soon. David Johnson, I mean, I, I don't know why you'd pick them. Pick him up from Arizona. I would never have anybody on Arizona be on my team besides Kyler. I drafted Kyler in the second league just for the meme. So neither here nor there. And then Lev Bell, just we talked about it. I mean, yeah. I don't think the Jets are good. O-line sucks. I don't even know who the best receiver is. Their O-line ranked 28 out of like 34 or something. 32. It's 32. It's insane. Yeah, you're close. Um, I don't even know who the quarterback. Who's the Jets quarterback? I have no idea. Exactly. Is it Sam Darnold? I have no clue. I have no clue who the uh, – or is it Bryce Petty? I don't know. 
That's the second point. <laughs> you don't know who's on the Jets team because they're irrelevant. And then receivers um, for bust were Julio Jones, just because of his age. Oh, okay. Um, I love Julio. I've had him many, many years. He's going to perform regardless of his age. He's just old. That boy's going to be 45 and over there. <laughs> He's going to be on the wheelchair on the 50, <laughs> coming on that fade route. See, I just think, I mean, I love Julio. He's going to do really good. I just think he's getting too old. Um, I think I think he was also battling some injuries last year late in the year. Um, not Nothing major, but um, I just think he's getting down to the end of his wire, end of his career. Um, I hate to see it because he was a really good talent to watch um, three, four years ago. I just think he's getting too old. And then Odell. Um, I never really liked Odell. He's too much of a drama, uh, drama queen. Him and Antonio Brown. Have just mm-hmm. made a bunch of these like really good receivers, but with, like throw tantrums. I don't think he's gonna be a bust because he's Baker Mayfield. See, that's the point. So it's I think it's all about who's moody. Yeah, he had Eli who was who's awful uh-huh. against everybody except Tom Brady. Um, that's the only time Eli Manning's <laughs> a good quarterback is when he's not letting Tom Brady win Super Bowls. Um, I just think Odell doesn't want to share the spotlight with anybody, which is why he kind of liked. Um, New York because he was yeah, the only receiver, but now he's coming to Cleveland and you got Njoku, Landry, Chubb, um, Hunt, Baker. I mean, you have a lot of guys in Cleveland that are going to perform. And I'm not saying Odell's not going to perform. I'm just saying it's not going to be your top tier. I think he's going to be getting double covered by a lot of guys instead of Jarvis Landry, and that's going to open up Jarvis Landry. So um, not necessarily that it's like he's going to have a bad year. I just think it's not going to be as good as everybody thinks he is, just because he's having a, finally a good quarterback against uh, 31 other teams besides the Patriots. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, uh, good luck to everybody in fantasy football. Anybody put money on it. Um, I love it. Um, only reason I still watch the NFL, because NFL is too slow. Um, I hate the NFL most of the times, unless it's fantasy football. Um, now I'd like to give a shout-out to our main sponsor, uh, the Cambridge at College Station. Um, thanks for allowing us to be on the show. Alright, next we talked about um, we're going to have some soccer talk. Um, I've never really knew anybody that loved, or in, not loved, but like enjoyed the Premier League mm-hmm. and soccer. I did not get into it until I was about 13, 14, 15 that age, and I keep up with it a lot, so I'm glad whenever we sat down and talked about what would be good talk, you mentioned your soccer fan. Oh, so course. we're going to go over the Premier League. Um, who do you think? I know it's still early. If anybody who doesn't watch soccer and keep up the Premier League, its season so just started like four days ago. Mm-hmm. They've played three games out of like forty games or something like that. Forty-two games, forty-five games. Um, who do you have right now as your too early to call winner? Who do you think is going to win the? Oh, uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. I'm gonna say. Um, I mean, I looked it up. With three games in, they beat three teams: four to one, two to one. And three to one, and they beat mm-hmm. Arsenal three to one. Arsenal's a really good team, They're always Arsenal's hot. Ranked third right now. So. Yeah. Um, also, it's too soon to call. Too soon to call. It's too soon to call. Soon but to call. so, I was like, I say Liverpool is probably going to win, um, especially at the beginning of summer. The UEFA um, mm-hmm. Champions League ended wrapped up with Liverpool versus the team I pull for Tottenham. Um, Tottenham. A lot of people say this should not have been in the finals. Because of the rules of how you win games in the playoffs, which can be kind of um, weird. There's a lot of if you score more go- more yeah. goals away, you it's can tie more, in. Yeah. yeah, and more I love points. that because Tottenham won <laughs> both the that. semifinals and the quarterfinals on away goals, and so I'm here for it. 
I think they probably should do shootouts when it gets to the quarterfinals, semifinals. But that's neither here nor there. They competed. They still lost. So I think Liverpool is still going to win. For sure. But the thing is, Liverpool, if you look at the past three games they have played, um, they've put up 15 shots on goal in the past three games, okay. which is insane. Um, and if we look at the possession, let's see. Their possession was 63%. That's insane. Versus 37%. Um, so, and in a soccer game, that's, that's a lot. That, that's so they're domination. keeping the ball, and they're, oh, yeah. they're attacking really well. And, I mean, whenever I watch Liverpool against Tottenham in the UEFA Finals, I mean, they were not letting – like, they oh, yeah. scored early, and then Tottenham could do nothing. Yeah, Tottenham they, they couldn't get the ball. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't get turnover. They couldn't get a ball. They couldn't get a good shot. Um, also, it really surprised me when I saw Tottenham was – or not Tottenham, Arsenal. Not Arsenal. Liverpool <laughs> was playing Barca in the semifinals. And when you play in the semifinals, you play two games, you combine both scores, and the winner of both scores wins. Yeah. Liverpool was down, like, was it 4 or 3 0? 3 0, I believe. Yeah, they were down 3 0 in the first game. They lost. They came back and beat FC Barcelona, who I'm pretty sure, if you don't watch soccer, you know FC Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Lionel Messi, they're a really good team. Arsenal, or Liverpool came back and beat them 4 0. Or it was 4 0 or 4 1, they won on away goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a. It was 4-1, and they won on away goals, and when I saw that, I blew my mind. I did not think Liverpool had it in them. Tottenham did something similar. Came back against uh, Ajax. I call him Ajax because I'm up from the Netherlands. <laughs> but um, it was really weird to see um, Liverpool come back from that deficit. So I think Liverpool's going to win. Mm-hmm. And then, I so the way it works, the top four in the Premier League, if you want to shoot for the top four finish so you can get into – the UEFA Champions League, which is like the World Cup of club teams, is what I compare it to. So, my next, my two through five spots, in no order, just too close to call, I have Man U, or Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham, Arsenal. I would like, I think Tottenham could really make a run if Kane stays healthy. Because last year, middle of the season, Kane got hurt. I Harry think without Kane, Kane uh, Harry can perform. Say Harry Kane is my favorite player. I love playing, watching him play for England. They also picked up uh, Lo Celso. Uh, it's an Argentinian milf- midfielder. Supposed to be really good. Hopefully really that strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's supposed to strengthen up the middle. And I think if Kane and everybody stays healthy, um, Hugo Lloris, the French goalkeeper, I think is the best goalkeeper in soccer right now. He's up there. He's top three. Top three. I think <laughs> that's biased, but anyways. If, if Kane can stay healthy, I think they could make a run. and Because it's way too early to call. The season goes from like now until like April, May. It's, that's when it finishes up. So it's too early to call, but I think Tottenham could make a run if they stay healthy, and you never know. So, um, not going to happen. And also, the UEFA group stage pool, I looked this up. I didn't realize it was this close. It's on Thursday, oh. uh, August 29th. So they'll pull for the group stages like the whole World Cup. Uh-huh. So anything that's else you want to add on the soccer talk? We? I mean... I mean, if I'm a top, my top three, um, I'd say probably I'd say Arsenal um, coming in second, and I'd say Man City. So, so I see you switch this. You have Man City too. And Arsenal no, I just have them ranked as though they're ranked right now. Oh, okay. But if I'd have put like in order, you put Arsenal in second. Uh huh. Arsenal's a really good team. Um, I would love to see Tottenham make a run. Um, I think they're capable of doing it if things stay healthy. Injury bug it always sucks whenever. You play that many games, and one game could mean a lot. Because you win a game, you get three points. You tie a game, you get one point. If you lose, you get Shutouts two points. and everything, yeah. Yeah, so it's like everything, every little detail goes into account. Um, but, yeah, we'll keep up with that um, whenever UEFA goes into the group stage. 
and then the knockout rounds, and I'll be here before you know it. We'll be talking about UEFA quarterfinals. So, what do you think about the Pogba situation? Okay, so you talking to me about this. So supposedly he's what for Man U, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at Man U now. He missed a penalty, is what you told me, mm-hmm. and versus Wolverhampton. And then apparently, I know this that the people over across the sea in the old England. Uh huh. They take their soccer seriously, or take their, fo- uh, their, football their football seriously. Football. I don't want to offend any England, <laughs> any people from England that listen to their show. Um, they take their football seriously, and I, they can be harsh to anybody. I mean, if you're not, if you're not from America, you take soccer seriously, because you had I think it was Pablo Escobar's team he owned. No, no, Colombia in the World Cup way back when when Pablo, or Pablo oh, Escobar cool. was you know big, big guy. He was uh, doing the. Big big money guy. He <laughs> had a soccer player killed because he scored an own goal on them in the World Cup and ended up losing. Later on, Pablo Escobar from Colombia doesn't like that. Gets a guy killed. So he wasn't the soccer seriously. Mm-hmm. So what, from what I understand, um, Pogba misses a free or a penalty kick, which makes them draw. Makes them draw instead of win. Even draw. They didn't even lose the game. They just drew it. That's insane. <laughs> and then all the Twitter from. Man, you mm-hmm. just blew him up. Racial slurs, right? It was just... Yeah, it was. This is the thing. Um, I think that's the kind of what set it off was Pogba. Um, but in the past week, they said there was two other people that were um, racially attacked off of, like, from soccer on Twitter. Um, and so Phil Neville, which is, like, the England's manager, mm-hmm. um, he called for a six-month blackout, like, social media blackout from all social media stars um, from soccer um, and big, like, FC Barca, Man U, stuff like that. See, I like that. I like that move. It's just like, I mean, the whole Andrew Luck retiring, being booed by your home crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're. I mean, soccer guys aren't necessarily getting like contact that American football players do, but they're still their legs are getting ruined. Their oh, knees sure. are like tore up, running ninety minutes, just nonstop. So like they're putting their bodies at risk. They're putting a lot of stuff on the line to entertain you, to give you someone to root for, and when you don't do well. They just, they're hated by everybody, and it's not their fault. I mean, they're way better than all the other citizens. Yeah. I think, I mean, coming from playing sports back in high school, it's it's like I don't want to say I know what, they're, like, what the athletes yeah. feel, but it's, you really hate to see someone who puts their life and dedicates so much time and effort and puts their heart and soul into a team, into a sport, and like they're passionate about it. That's their life. That's their job. And then they when, get turned on. Yeah, it's yeah, by their own fans, which is insane to think. Um, because thinking back back in high school when I played, um, I'm sure you can think about it too. Like the pressure was immense. I'm going out in the field. You don't want to mess up. Stuff like that. Um, but to think of that five times, six times, you're playing oh, yeah. in front of millions of people, um, and you miss, you make one mistake, you miss a PK. And that turns into hate comments and death threats and stuff like that. That's insane to think of. Oh, yeah. My dad was my football coach for all of my high school years. And so knowing he he played in college, he was a defensive tackle. Um, I played offensive line in high school. But knowing just, like, the standards he had for me and wanted to perform well because mm-hmm. um, my whole past, I wasn't ever supposed to play football. I had some medical issues when I was younger. Um, I was told I was never going to play football. And my dad was like, that's okay. At least he's okay. Um, got around to like junior high. We talked to the doctors. I wore like a special shirt, protected shirt. Um, I was able to play football. My dad was like proud for me, but it was more I was glad I could play for my dad and with my dad 
And so I always wanted to go out, show out, be good, play to my best for him. And so I was always putting pressure on myself. And then you always have, I'm from a small town. I think you are too, right? Yes. Small town, the homecoming games, like especially in football season. Everyone's watching. Everyone's watching. That's like the one night the whole stadium's packed. You Mm -hmm. have the whole homecoming week events. You have the queen, the king, all the pressure. You got to win the game. Um, I... Luckily, I can say I've never lost a homecoming game, which is good because you hate to see that. Um, but, yeah, it's insane to be on that level. Even in, like, Andrew, like, preseason, retires, booed, the stadium's pretty full. By his own fans. I will say, um, man, Manchester United, Pogba misses a penalty kick in, was it, the second game of the year? Mm-hmm. Second game of the second year. Like, so, like, yeah, it's still it's insane. Yeah, early on in the year, and like this game could mean nothing down the line. I mean, all games mean something. Yes, but, it, it couldn't be a deciding factor. Is what exactly. you're trying to say, um, and that's insane to think of. That if you look at his past and what he's done, um, especially coming like, to a newer team, um, and he's trying to perform and to get that ridicule back because of one mistake. Because if anyone else could have taken it, they could have missed it too. Exactly. Um, but they would have been racially profiled, which is yeah. It's I mean it's. It's this the world we live in today is kind of you hate to see some stuff, but I mean, I just wish everybody could take a step back and look at the athletes as oh, they're doing something that nobody else can do. We can't do this, uh-huh. they'll mess Respect up. Respect them in a Say, way, that... just like kickers, like Cody Parkey missed like five kicks on the season, and then he in the wild card, it was either wild card or divisional, it was against the Eagles, I think it was the wild card. He missed a field goal, field goal, lost the game. He got death threats. Oh, yeah. I mean, people just, they're so passionate about the team, they don't care about the player. I, mean, I hate to see it. Um, it's sad, but at least they still get paid. Yep. Um, so, yes, you... But no amount of money is worth being... Exactly. No amount of money is worth being hated by a whole fan base. Um, and honestly, the people that do that aren't your true fans. Oh, yeah. yeah no, so, of course. Um, it doesn't make you want to perform any better, being ridiculed. If anything, it makes you want to switch teams. Um, makes you want to switch teams, makes you want to stop playing the sport, makes you yeah. want to get away from it. I just have to deal with it. Um, so that's all we can do for soccer. Um, on our Aggie Sports update, we have Texas State um, yesterday. We're actually filming this on Tuesday, so I don't know the final score. Um, but Aggies won. I would say Aggies won. <laughs> Hopefully I don't jinx it, but the Aggies win. Um, play oh, yesterday God. against Texas State. Um, Aggies win. And expecting or talking about A and M winning, let's talk about some college football. Um, last week we were blessed to finally have a college football, an SEC game. Matter of fact, even though the Florida Gators barely yeah. beat, so I was I we I know you didn't watch the game either mm-hmm. because we were both at a Cody Johnson concert back to school bash. Of course, but I looked back at it. The Florida horrible. Gators. It was a horrible game. The Florida Gators were celebrating that win. Like, it was so great. And, like, the quarterback, this Felipe Franks guy, or I don't want to say his name, whatever, is supposed to be really, really good. He threw two touchdowns and two picks. I he think, did go 17 for 27. I would say, so. but one of the picks was, like, late in the game, and yeah. Miami sh- Miami lost the game. Uh, Florida had two total turnovers. They had two intercepts. They threw two picks. They had two fumbles. Um, but I know Miami did start a redshirt freshman tackle and they allowed 10 sacks um mm-hmm. florida's defense was on. florida's defense was they good, were doing but, okay they're performing um, but florida's well, offense too. is what oh, yeah. was lacking and i think a lot of people were kind of surprised because i think a lot of people are shooting for florida being this kind of outlier in the sec east to come in and challenge georgia 
in the SEC East and challenge the SEC West as well. Um, There's a lot of hype behind Florida, but they went two for ten on third down, mm-hmm. and you can't do that and beat the you Georgias, the Florida, or not the Florida, the Georgias, the OU's, the Clemson's, the Bama's, the LSU. You can't go two for ten if they go for two. If they go two for ten on third down against Bama, against LSU, Clemson, OU, Ohio Georgia. State, some like, decent team. It's Georgia. Yeah, there's no. They're way gonna to, lose. Yeah. So I mean, it is week one. You have a lot of mistakes in week one. But speaking of mistakes, fourteen penalties for Miami, going for one hundred and nineteen that. yards. That's I saw insane. That. I saw that. And there was ten for Florida going for like a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it was, it was a sloppy game. We'll just say that. You, you see that. You see that a lot, though. The first game of week, uh, first game of the year is a lot of sloppy, a lot of penalties, a lot of false starts. They're figuring everything out. I mean, that's understandable. But at least, at least you get the win because we know with the playoff system, you can afford one loss. There's so far never been a two-loss team in the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, who do you have making the top four for the playoffs this year? Okay, I'm going number one, Alabama. Which I've seen a lot of people saying Clemson can go up there and top them, but I'm going to undercard um, for my number two pick and picking Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which I think they obviously I think they're going to be top four, top five, like, but I think they're going to end up second. Um, then I have Clemson followed by Georgia. Okay, so we I was looking this up this morning and this was the hardest thing I could I ever had to pick were four teams from the college football that haven't played a game yet. <laughs> to go for the playoffs. And, I mean, if you just look at the SEC West, there are so many teams in the West that are just good. You have Auburn, Bama, A&M, LSU, um, Mississippi State's not even ranked, but they're good. Um, I have Clemson at number one. I think they're going to do it. Trevor Lawrence is a machine. Georgia at number two. Okay. OU at three. And then here's where I know people are going to say I'm biased. I have A&M at four. Um I'll tell you why in a minute. I have Bama at 5, LSU at 6, and Ohio State or Michigan at 7. The reason I go down to 7 will also be explained in just a minute. Clemson, number 1. I think they're they're probably going to go undefeated. If they have one loss, it'll be to us. Georgia, I think they win the SEC or the East. It all depends. It's really, really gray, gray area. OU definitely wins the Big 12 because Texas is not back. Um, now, A&M, I talked about this last week. Um, we have four games that are, if we have four losses, it'll be those four games. I don't think we'll have more than four losses. Um, I'll be kind of surprised and disappointed if we do, because it's the first full year under Jimbo. I think it's come and do really well. Um, but the Clemson, Bama, Georgia, LSU, and those orders, I think we could either, for us to get in the playoffs, we have to go 10 and 2, at least 10 and 2. Um, no matter how we do it, we can lose one of the four, then we can lose an SEC championship. So, like, we lose to Clemson, and then we beat Bama, Georgia, LSU, and lose to Georgia in the championship game. We're not SEC champions, but we are a the best resume yeah. for that fourth spot. We beat Clemson, who would be probably number one overall. We would beat Georgia once, who is SEC champion. Um, and then we would beat Bama and LSU at LSU in Death Valley. That is something that you can't hold back that resume. Or we lose two regular season games, like you would have. We'd have to lose to Clemson and Georgia, and then win the SEC championship against Georgia, whoever wins in the East. And then we're SEC champion with two losses. We're in. Um, I think that's how it's gonna have to play out for A&M to be in. 
um, is to be a 10-2 team going into the SEC Championship and either winning it with one loss already, or losing it with one loss making the second loss, or having two losses going into it and winning. Um, we lose two games on the year. To get in the playoffs, we can lose two games. We'll be the first two-loss team to go in the playoffs, in my opinion. I think the playoffs is too small now. My opinion, I mean, I've never told you about this. My opinion for a the NCAA playoff system is an 18 playoff system. You take the top five Power Five teams, so your or Power Five conference champions, so your ACC, your Big mm-hmm. Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, and Pac-12, then three at-large teams. Okay. Because that would give you your. I remember a couple years ago when uh, Bama got in and they didn't even play in the SEC championship because they had one loss to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that would give you your Ohio State was mad because they were the Big they Ten were, champion. Yeah. That would give you your Ohio State bid for not being in being a champion. That would give a Pac-12 a team to even sniff a playoff appearance because Pac-12 sucks. Um, <laughs> that would give your Notre Dames to stop complaining about hating on them because they're not in a conference because that's all you hear from Notre Dame fans is, oh, we'd be in the playoffs if we were in a conference. conference. <laughs> but if you were in a conference, you would have to play all these good teams. Yeah, you wouldn't perform at all. But so. they're pretty much in the Big Ten. They just play all like the bad Big Ten teams and then like Michigan and Ohio State. That's it. Um... What is your opinion on the 14 playoffs? Um, I think there's a lot of controversy that comes with the 14 playoffs mm-hmm. um, because regardless of what your favorite team is, like Ohio State when they didn't get in it, um, it's obvious if you look at the resume that they, they could have been in it, they could have been in it and it would have been perfectly yeah. fine. There wouldn't have been people. I mean, there could be people saying, oh, they didn't deserve it. Um, but more likely people would have been looking at it and saying, oh, okay, that's perfectly fine. So I think changing it to, um, like you said, an eight team, I mean, that's fine. Um, I think it would work. To a point, mm-hmm. but I think how it works right now is fine. Um, yeah, just causing controversy though. See, but like, also that eighteen playoff, you would give like the three at large bids, and like even for this year, I was looking at it. Um, if it was the eighteen playoff system, my perfect playoff system, it would be Clemson winning the ACC, Michigan Big Ten, OU Big Twelve, Georgia SEC, Pac twelve to Oregon, and I looked at the teams left for three at large, and they're all SEC West teams: A and M, LSU, and Bama. And that would put half of the um, playoff field SEC. Um, and I just think SEC football is – I think it's going to be a really good year for SEC football. Oh, SEC football is stacked. It's, I mean, it's always been in the past couple of years, but I think this year is something special that the SEC has. Um, it's, I don't think anybody's going to be undefeated in the West for sure. Oh, no. Um, with, with all of us having to play each other, like Bama, LSU, and A&M, and Auburn, even though Auburn in there. Having all these four teams having to play teams against each other, each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody's good enough to go undefeated, to and I don't think Bama is as good as everybody says they're going to be. I'm excited to see Tua Tagovailoa, however you say his last name, play here in College Station, Cal Field. Um, but I think we have out of the four teams that we're playing, Clemson, Bama, LSU, and Georgia, our best bets to beat Bama. One because it's at home. And two, I just don't like Bama's as good because you have Georgia, who's a really good team. LSU has a chip on their shoulder, and Clemson is good. But it's the playoff system doesn't need to be redone. Um, there's a lot of here and there's about who should be in it, who shouldn't be in it. And I, I like the resume system now with the strength of schedule, head-to-head wins, and I think there's something else, and like strength of wins or something like that. I mean, I like that. Um, it really helps people um, that aren't. Texas, because Texas doesn't schedule anybody, and Texas still loses to nobody because Texas schedules trash teams. 
Texas loses to trash teams. Mm-hmm. Maryland two years in a row. <laughs> Last year, who they lose to? That was really bad this year. Um, um they did, they, are you talking about? Oh, I was even looking at. I was like trying to throw Texas in the playoff system, but that, their strength know. of schedule is all time low. That wouldn't work. It's horrible. Um, Even if they went out, it still wouldn't work. But. So that's my playoffs. Um, I think the outcoming team on the end of the year. It's really hard to pick right now. Um, looking at my four right now, if this were Clemson one, Georgia two, OU three, A and M four. I think it would end up being Georgia A and M and the Natty, and that'd be wild to play Georgia three times if we if this happened. Um, but I think Georgia and Clemson have the best chance to win it this year. Um, if you had to pick one team right now to win, who would it be? Um, I I don't think Alabama's going to perform as well. Um, I think they still have a perfectly good chance of winning it, but I think it's going to end up being I'd like to say Oklahoma. Oklahoma, see, uh, oh, they do, they do have Jalen Hurts. I totally forgot about Jalen Hurts. So it's interesting. Um, another good quarterback at OU. Um, I don't really know. I mean, their schedule is not too hard. It's I don't not know crazy that, tough, but it's still not a weak schedule. I don't know who the non-conference is. I know Texas did tried really well to do a really good non-conference schedule this year by um, going against LSU, but I don't think it's enough for them. Um, I'll have to go look at OU. I forgot. I totally forgot they had um, Jalen Hurts. So OU could be the outlying team. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they do. But I think that'll be it. Um, next week we start Hall events. Um, so check out your hallways, the boards um, around your halls. Your doors should have flyers on them if your RA is hosting your Hall event. I'm hosting my Rocket League tournament on Monday. Um, so if you want to, if you want to do that, you can come hey. by, you can come by my room, 215, um, give me your name. I'm trying to get a bracket ahead of time mm-hmm. to kind of get started. I think we're going to try and have four consoles set up to have eight people playing at once because I have no clue how many people are going to come out. I've heard good things about it. Um, so hopefully that turns out well and the winner will get a gift card. Um, I'm deciding that. So if you're interested in doing the Rocket League tournament, yeah, you hope. Oh, I promise you. I'm not competing in the tournament, so therefore I can't win. Therefore, it's going to be a little bit easier for everybody oh, really? else. Nah, um, I'm reaching Grand Champ soon, so it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it. Um, nothing really more on the Aggie Sport update. Um, I don't think anybody else is doing too much. This uh, We're just starting volleyball and everything. Um, we'll probably add more of that next week. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on today. It was no really problem. good talk. Um, really, really good takes for the uh, college football playoffs. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, all right, come back next Friday.